titties. Horseshit. Titties. So I think this is going to be, this is episode eight. So welcome to episode eight, everyone, of If It's Twisted. I am here with my best friend of too many years since, what, fifth grade? Third grade, girl. Okay, that's way too many years. So Ashley and I. Third bestie since fifth. Okay, yeah. Um, So Ashley and I got to go through our awkward adolescence together oh yeah i have pictures of us from like fifth and sixth grade and let's that hair was so bad girl that hair was so bad we were we were something we were something god love it but we were something together together the the those that go through the awkward uh, adolescent stages really um really cements your friendship do oh, it yeah. not yeah um so do you want to go or i'll go first or do you want to go uh, first? why don't you go first to set like the standard uh, mm, no there do not look at it that way because the bar will be set low Girl, i love all sorts of bars but I had a discussion with my sister-in-law the other day, actually, about our favorite types of bars. She posited that low bars were her, her favorite type of bars. And I made the point that open bars are actually the absolute <laughs> best kind of bars. <laughs> Anyways, so this open bar is a low bar. Also, uh, I feel like you'd appreciate this. So I'm drinking wine out of my Winchester Mystery House coffee mug. Okay. Um, I went to see the Winchester Mystery House when I was in California, and it was awesome. Um, what kind of wine are you drinking? Uh, it's like some sort of cheap rosé. It's, you yeah. know, I, I do love a rosé, but it was one of those, like, comically large uh, bottles for ridiculously cheap. And so I was like, well that's that's what we're going with are you are you judging the gallon bottle of wine i buy the gallon bottle of wine on the reg it's delicious fucking delicious i would never ever judge you for your but you're you're judge judy and right now real hard no 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 i was actually about to send me to my room and make me think about my life choices or something aren't you actually the first time i had like a sweet red wine it was out of a gallon jug. I didn't much care for it though. It was it red was like girl. it was like too sweet grape juice. Much didn't much. Red care. is for like when you want to go to sleep and not remember anything <laughs> for the per- past eight hours. Whereas white is like I want to get classy drunk, and I don't know that I've ever really wanted classy to get classy drunk. drunk. I'm always classy. I'm a classy broad. But on that point, though, I'm, I've got, like, the mix of white trash drunk and classy drunk all at once. Because I have canned wine, but it's canned champagne, so suck a dick. Oh! 
maybe I will later, but um, I've never had. Girl, I've been married 10 years. I ain't done that in a while. I've been, I don't seven years for me. Is that how long it's been? I don't know. Anyway. All right. So <clears throat> on to our, on to our stories. So in deciding what we were going to talk about, um, I think the words cannibals, uh, the word cannibal was thrown around. And so I found a cannibal cult and I'm super pumped, but because feminism we're going to talk about female cannibals because anything a man can do, a woman can do better. Girl, mine's a female too. Roll Tide. Females make the best cannibals. I mean, facts. Also, my dog oh. lick me oh. and it drives me crazy. I wonder. Mm, feminist point for a minute. I wonder if that's because traditionally women have been tasked with creating meals and nourishing the family. So are they more drawn to cannibalism? This is my over analytical mind thinking for a minute. No, no they're not or no? No, I'm, I'm, no, it's fine. I'm here for it. Okay. They're more tasked with creating meals for the family, setting up, uh, you know, helping children grow, nourish them, whatever. Oh, on that note, bitch. Oh, Oh, let me get a sippy sip of my wine. I would do a data study based on male cannibals over female cannibals. I bet male cannibals kill and eat just for themselves. <laughs> Women cannibals kill and eat to share. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I did another episode on male cannibals, and I did it with Jakey Phillips. Um, and both of the male cannibals... Um, did it for some sort of, like, sexual pleasure. So, women may do it for more, like, revenge and dominance, and men probably do it for sexual pleasure. These, this is, this is sweeping generalizations, folks. You know, right. like, don't, <laughs> we're not the experts. We're not Wikipedia. So, don't <laughs> take a, don't take it for gospel. Um, but yeah, I want, I wonder if there's some sort of, what function-based need does it provide for the majority of men versus the majority of women? I'm wondering, I don't, I don't know. I'm wondering if for women it's like the ultimate, the ultimate fuck you. Maybe. You know, one of those kind of things like, you know, I am eating you. That's how, that's how, how much control I have over you or whatever. And for men it might be the I, I don't know I wonder about Jesus now we're getting into like the the mindset of why do people cannibalize okay I'm typing why do people cannibal why why did cannibals eat other people not for calories <laughs> not for uh, calories I would feel like we are very calorie dense I mean well yeah Okay, so this is Time Magazine, and I'm going to read the first line. No matter how hungry you are, you'd be very unlikely to sit down to a piping hot bowl of Larry. Says you. I mean, Larry sounds delicious. In other words, you wouldn't eat another person. I hear, um, what is it, long pig? What are they calling it? Long pig, yeah. Long pig tastes like chicken, so. We're into uh, chicken. 
Let's see. Huh. What situations would impel otherwise sociable humans to turn stew into stew or Frank into further? <laughs> oh my God. You know Most incidents of human cannibal. Do what? You know that person was very proud. Oh yeah. That. <laughs> Most incidents of human cannibalism occurred during the Paleolithic period. Um, interesting. Uh, to the untrained eye, human remains are just human remains, and once the flesh is off the bone, it's impossible to determine if it was decomposed or devoured. Archaeologists, however, are experts at spotting the unlovely cues that a body became a meal, including parallel cut marks on the bone, the absence of the base of the cranium, which would provide access to the brain, and jagged breakage of, or scorching of bones, both of which suggest attempts to get at the marrow. Mm. Okay. What so, part, huh? Go ahead. What part of the human do you think tastes the best? This is not where I thought this was going to go. No, it's fine. Um, I'm gonna say maybe a thigh, a little fatty, a little, a little meaty. You know, yeah. probably the thigh. All right. This is coming from a non-meat eater's perspective. Right. Meat in like 20 years. I would think that the brain would be the most tasty bit. Okay. Why? Okay. It's got texture, right? Is that a good thing? Well, uh, you don't cook it. It's probably kind of loose. You cook it, it firms up a bit, right? I don't it's know. like that the, your brain matter and stuff has got to have a really interesting flavor. Maybe. And I feel like you could like scramble it. Jesse has had my scrambled brain. Right, my my <laughs> partner. I've I've switched from calling him my husband to my partner. Yeah, I'm, I need to try to do that. Anyway, yeah, it makes me feel better. Uh, my partner Jesse, when he was younger, they would go on these trips as families, and on the way back, there was this one restaurant they would always stop at, and they would get sheep's brains and eggs. And it was sheep's brains all mixed up, scrambled with eggs. And he said, you really couldn't tell the texture difference between the eggs and the brains. It's just probably something that stuck with me. Oh, God. Fuck. That is just... I, I'm going to have to take a pass on that. I, I don't want to eat brains. You wouldn't even try it. No, absolutely not. Like if I, you had it, you wouldn't. No. 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 Um, Will has tried, like, chicken feet and all other things, and I'm just not a, not an adventurous eater, I guess. I'm, I'm, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. All right, so let's get this nightmare started. All right, so I'm going to talk about Clara Morova and the Grail Movement. Was she a European tennis player? Because she sounds like she was a European tennis player. Yeah, no, she was not. And they're from the Czech Republic. Okay, so, um, Clara was part of the, uh, like I said, the Grail movement. And the, a little, ba the Grail movement, a little background on that. So, it began, it began before World War II, and the founder, Oscar Ernst Bernhardt, was from Austria. <clears throat> he wrote... The Light of Truth, 
which was the book that explained his beliefs and it was published in 1927 under the pen name Abdrushan. So it was manifesto. Yes, it was his manifesto. Um, he bought a large piece of land for his commune, and it's a, per Wikipedia, which you know that's that's where you get all your good information. And all be um, all, right, right. all be all. It was a mix of Christianity, New Age, and a dash of violence. Oh, just just. <laughs> Just for flavor. Just for flavor. A pinch of violence for flavor. Also and some tarragon. Do what? Also some tarragon. There you go. Um, and to never let it be said that white people don't season their food. <laughs> um, so the Grail movement is actually still active today. And different articles I read said that there were dif differing amounts of members, but anywhere from 10,000 to 20,000 members still active today which isn't a ton but it's too many okay, um, what, what you're gonna have to explain to me a little bit about what exactly is the grail movement because to me it sounds and it might be i've watched too much indiana jones no you're absolutely like, right are they searching for the holy grail they're not searching for it specifically but it is a part of it so um all right so i'm gonna i will explain um in 1938 when the nazis seized austria they extradited oscar the the creator to Germany and put him under house arrest until his death in 1941. Uh, funnily enough, fucking Adolf Hitler is the one who was like, you need to stop this. Um, so. This is the moral police. He was like, yeah. this, this is too much. Killing millions of Jews and homosexuals and African Americans, that's fine, but cannibalizing too much. Cannibalizing wasn't even a part of it yet. Cannibalizing is a, um, a separate instance. Um, violence was, was kind of part of some of the others. Anyway, we'll get to that. Okay, so, um, old Oscar was forbidden from working on it in his final years, and he even said, I do not hand over the message so that you can deal with it as you see fit in your efforts to transmit it to humanity, but I command that it must remain immutable in all that it contains and in the way it is. Whoever will change even the slightest meaning, the smallest word, even with the best intention, is guilty of wrongdoing. It is the holy word of God, which man may not touch in order to adapt it in a way more convenient for himself or for easy or for easier understanding by indolent human spirits so basically he was like don't you fucking translate this shit he's going real mormon with it too mm -hmm. like that's a whole um what is it joseph smith yes yeah he's yeah. like don't fucking change a word of this not even to make it easier for you motherfuckers to read uh oh you don't um, have to learn how to speak old testament that's on you so there's no you know niv version of this there's no the word. There's no the word, no message, no NLT, none of that shit. Side note, the message, if you're going to go for an understandable translation, is what you should go with. They don't depart from the spirit of what is said. But they just kind of make it more 
accessible accessible i worked at a bookstore for like a bible bookstore for like 18 months i kind of know my shit on this well we were also raised in church but that's neither here nor there yeah um let's see in the 1931 edition oscar explicitly claimed to be the messiah but he removed the statement in the 1937 version although the idea remained a reincarnation of the messiah or just messiah just messiah okay so i sort of copy pasted this from wikipedia once again because it kind of it just succinctly made the statement and i didn't want to bother rewording it okay so he's talking about his um in the light of truth or the light of truth uh the following word does not bring a new religion but is intended as the torch to help all serious listeners or readers find the right path, which leads them to the longed-for height. The message will strike only those who openly carry with them a spark of truth and the yearning to be true human beings. To all such, it will become the shining light and staff. It will lead them unswervingly out of all the chaos of the present-day confusion. It answers all all of life's questions and gives a much deeper understanding of God's laws, the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule. So I guess he saw it as kind of like a continuation of the Bible. Um, <clears throat> and then it says um, it addresses various topics ranging from God and the universe to the laws of creation, free will and responsibility, intuition and the intellect, the ethereal world and the beyond, justice and love. Grail message addresses eternal questions such as what it, what does it mean to be human? What is the purpose of life on earth? What happens um, what happens after death? The Grail message also addresses the causes and significance of crisis facing humanity and humanity's responsibilities to the future. So it gets real philosophical. What's the meaning of life? Um, 67? I thought it was 42. 42, that's it. 42. Some some prime number. Wait, prime. God damn it, I'm an idiot. <clears throat> no, <laughs> you the married stupid, the mathematician. Girl, I'm the stupidest smart person you will ever fucking meet. Sometimes I'm ashamed to tell people I'm working on my doctorate because then I'm expected to know how to like conjugate verbs off the top of my head. Oh my god, I can do and that make an, and make an entire sentence without making one spelling error. <laughs> I was uh, pleasantly surprised at your card. <laughs> um, that, the legible writing, I was like, okay, come on, come on. Working on it. This damn AMI stuff has really upped my game. You go, girl. In everything, really. But I've been writing letters to all my students. I'm like, I feel like I'm in the 17th fucking century. Dearest Jacob, how art thou? <laughs> how art thou? I hope thou art faring well from the plague. <laughs> Day number 726 of the quarantine. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get into some offshoots of the kind of the main cult. Um, Jerry Adam was a sect leader in... Um, the Czech Republic, and he was arrested in 2008 for trading women like slaves. Some he had been, some he had had for slaves for 20 years. 
Um, one investigator said the women looked like concentration camp victims, and um, Mr. Adam lived with his wife, whom he dubbed the Queen, and five other women that gave him. Listen, okay, this this bothers me. Well, it all bothers me, but. Um, he lived with five other women that gave him their pensions in exchange for spiritual meetings and healing powers. And I just fucking hate when religious leaders swindle people out of their money for bullshit. It just, I mean, the cannibalism is a problem. The slavery is a problem. But please stop swindling people out of their hard-earned money. Okay, I'm just going to step on a step on some toes here and the prosperity gospel like oh this is an example it. of the prosperity gospel fuck right i'm not yes. trying to call john oliver over here but oh my god i love john oliver right too i would like mm-hmm. he wouldn't even have to put a bag on his head would do like, out of hand, would do um, but any religion that tells you that you have to put money in it is a religion that you shouldn't trust because they're looking to take from you and not to give to you. Yeah. And you don't want to trust that as a guide to your spiritual well-being. Yeah. Don't fucking do it. We need to do an episode on prosperity gospel. We could go off. I'd be there. Um, okay, so uh, bu- 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 in 2000, he forced his followers to sign their property over to him and that's when he forced the women into hard labor, including bricklaying, paving roads in his vineyards, and even building a luxury home for him and his queen. But I do, huh? do want to know how his wine tastes. If he's got a vineyard, curious. I would try it. I mean, I wouldn't. If it was good, I wouldn't keep buying it just because I oppose him. But I would. I would try his wine. I would only try it for free. I wouldn't give him money. So, insubordination was punished by a cut in their already ridiculously tiny rations, um, and they already lacked meat or literally anything with nutritional value. So, you know, they were eating fucking sawdust, and he reduced it if they did anything bad. Um, So, sex like this are called breakaway sex, and even though the main group knows about them, they refuse to quote-unquote deal with them because they think they should be able to make their own decisions as humans. And humans are fucking garbage, so I don't know why anyone would trust a human to make a decision. So, one of the members of the sect refused to obey Adam, so he took her to a psychiatric ward where she told doctors what happened, and they alerted the police. Uh, During the investigation, Adam suffered a stroke and wasn't able to be questioned, and that's kind of where I stopped with that one, because that's not our main that's not our main story tonight. Um, so that one just kind of is, shows the, you know, they're just violent and crazy. I do kind of like that he tried to get her into a psych hospital and it's what ca- caused his downfall. Right. Um, so our main story tonight is about Clara Morova, Katarina Morova, and Barbara Skrlova. <clears throat> Not to be, like, biased, but I bet, like, when they were in their 20s and 30s, they were this fucking big. Oh, probably. And then when they hit 50, they gained 50 pounds. I don't think they've hit 50 yet. Okay. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> those three women 
um, tortured um, Clara's children, eight-year-old Andrej or Andre, however you say that, and 10-year-old Jacob. So it was Clara's kids. Huh? They're babies. Oh, if that disturbs you, you probably want to take a chug of wine or we need to shut this down because it gets worse. No, it's all right. I'm here for it. Okay. So the three women used to torture the boys together, keeping them naked and bound in cages in the basement. Um, you're already pouting and I feel like you need to just <laughs> buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> take a good swig. Okay. Swig champagne. <laughs> um, that happened on The Bachelor. Oh my god! <laughs> we can talk about The Bachelor later because I have thoughts. Okay. Um. So, according to testimony, the three women would put out cigarettes on the boys, whip them, and even tried to drown them. They sexually abused the boys. Yeah. And they forced them to cut themselves with knives. Yeah, so they made them cut themselves. Themselves like each other or themselves like their person? Their person. Um, at times, they were forced to stand for days, uh, days at a time in their own urine and feces, uh, handcuffed to a table. So they just had to stand there for days handcuffed. I can't even um, stand for an hour without bitching and complaining. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. Um, on Andre, Andrej, whatever. The younger brother, he kind of got the shit into the stick. Um, he spent six months locked in a cellar, gagged the entire time. Um, why was he gagged? You're begging to know. To keep him from screaming. Why was he screaming? Uh, because his mother and aunt skinned his goddamn arm and force-fed him his own flesh. Nuh-uh. Yeah, huh They skinned him and fed him himself. Huh. So, <clears throat> other accounts say that they ate his skin themselves. Um, so I don't know... Um, if they cooked it or if they ate it raw, but they definitely force fed him his own raw flesh. So, yeah. Um, I had a conversation with my partner, Jesse, the other day about types of torture and what we could withstand just for shits and giggles like one does. Um, and I generally think I could withstand a lot of torture. I've got a lot of endurance. Uh, you know, shit doesn't get to me. Except for those Asian tortures, like Chinese water torture, the fingernail bamboo torture. Oh! <laughs> but this. Yeah? It just threaten me with this, and I'll tell you nuclear launch codes. Yeah. <laughs> you just make them up? No, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't even know them, but I'll tell you. <laughs> the code is one, two, three, four. <laughs> it's a uh, six, 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 nine. That's a hundred percent what our president probably has his launch codes. Oh on. God. And he probably still has to write it down to keep from forgetting. Yeah. On his hand, on the bottom of his stapler. <laughs> um, okay. So are you ready to know how they got caught? Oh, a hundred percent. Listen to this bullshit. 
it's not bullshit. It's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. So that fucking oh, Clara had installed a baby camera so she could fucking watch the suffering at all times. That sick fucking psycho bitch. The neighbors had installed a baby camera because they had just had a newborn baby and they loved their child so they wanted to watch it and they happened to purchase the same brand and same model no so, yes. no no yes. okay okay <laughs> yes they um so the signals got crossed and the neighbor picked up the baby camera and saw um, a naked, gagged boy in a cage. And I'm sure, like, <clears throat> I'm sure at first he wasn't like, oh my God, that's my neighbor's kid. I'm sure at first he's like, what the fuck? You know, like, I'm sure at first, like, he was, like, having to process this. Because, like, what do you do when you pick up your baby monitor expecting to see your newborn sleeping soundly, but instead you see a child in a cage naked. I want, I want to meet this person. The one that did it or the one that? No, the one that, that his crier, his wires, criers, his wires yeah. got crossed and saw this. I, I just want to know every point of what he was thinking. Did he at any point question if he was seeing things. I'm, I'm that, wondering. That's so shocking that you question, am I actually seeing this? I expect to see my sweet newborn child. Instead, I'm seeing this horrific image. Yeah. I'm sure he was probably like, is this some, is somebody playing a joke on me? You know, am I, am I the crazy one? Um, so, the, the neighbor actually recognized the boy, so I'm glad that it was, like, the camera was close enough for him to be able to see features and recognize him, and it wasn't just, like, a grainy image of a kid in the cage. Um, could you, I couldn't imagine it just being, like, an unrecognizable image, and you just knowing that there's a boy in a cage, and you're like, fuck. Right. So, um, a little bit, I lost my place. Oh yeah. Okay. So when the, so he, yeah, he recognized the kid and he alerted the police. When the police got there, they found the two boys bloody, bound, and scared. And they also found a third child, a 13 year old girl. So after being put into a children's home, the 13 year old girl escaped and Clara and Katerina were arrested. During the trial, Clara said that she was influenced by, do you remember how I mentioned that lady named Barbara Sklarova or something? Uh-huh. Okay, so she said that she was influenced by Barbara and Katerina and that they received instructions via text message from a different cult member called The Doctor on how to torture the boys. And the, according to the state prosecutor, he said their main aim was to make the boys blindly serve their religious goals. And I just don't know why that's how you wanted to do it. Like that's <clears throat> like blindly serve me. I'm going to cut off your flesh and feed it to you. So, but then the judge said that the sisters wanted to create a person with a completely broken will. And that reminds me of 
what's his face in Game of Thrones, where he just completely broke Theon. Yeah, um, um, Ramsey. Ramsey Bolton. That is fucker. A, that, that fucker. You know what's sad is is that in um in the Misfits, that dude is so fucking hot. Like, so fuckable. And then you see him in Game of Thrones, and you're like, man, that's a stabby face. (laughs) It's a very stabby face. So, amid speculation over Sklorova's motivations, uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. Yes. No. Okay. So, amid speculation over Sklorova and, um... The mole, I have to scroll back up to read their last name because it's just letters. Moreover, so uh, amid speculation over their motives, several explanations, including tra- child trafficking and pornography, emerged. However, authorities were like, eh, I think it's just they're torturing kids in accordance with their quote unquote beliefs. Um, <clears throat> so, where's old Barbie, you may ask? Where's the uh, Where's Barbara Sklorova? Oh, indeed. Where is she? Where is she? So, uh, plot twist. She was that 13-year-old girl. And she was really 34, posing uh, as a 13-year-old girl. She escaped to Poland, where she was posing as a 13-year-old boy. With the help of some other people, they enrolled her in school. Yes, they enrolled her in school. And they said that she was their son. Um, so, yes. <laughs> Shook. Eh. Shooketh. Teachers noticed odd behaviors, but they just chalked it up to him being a weird-as-fuck kid. And they're like, yeah, he's weird, but, you know, he's a kid. So, one day, old Adam, old Adam, that little 13-year-old boy, just up and disappeared. And police started looking for him. And they published photos of the missing child and were eventually led to Barbara Skrlova. And so she was brought back to the Czech Republic and put on trial. And do you want to know how many years they got in prison? Uh, Yes. One would, wait, this took place in 2000, right? 2008. Okay, so one would assume they're still heftily in prison. One would assume. And that they still have a ton of time left on their record. Like, maybe not life in prison, but a good 30, 40 years. Oh, is that what we're going to go with? I I would go with they have, they solidly have 20 years left. Okay. So, Skrlova. She got. The 13, 20, the 13, 30-year-old? Yes, the 13, 30-year-old. She got. 30. She got. Five years. Five years. Katerina. The mother. No, the aunt. The aunt, sorry. She got, do you want to take a stab? Well, now I'm just so aghast. (laughs) I mean, 10 years? I don't know. She got 12 years. Okay. Do you want to know how many years the mother got? The mother should, she is the mastermind. She is the ringleader. Based on the other ones, I would say that she got, oh, at least 15. No, yeah, at least 15. 
At least 15. Nine. How did she get less? She got nine years. I'm assuming that she said that because she was under the influence. I don't know. She got nine years. Meanwhile, those sweet babies have to deal with a lifetime. Do you, like, their therapy bill is probably astronomical. I'd be surprised if they had adaptive behavior skills that allowed them to function in the real world to a reasonable extent. Uh, Not not faulting them. I know that I wouldn't. Oh, God. I mean, if my mother hacked off my flesh and force-fed it to me, I... Mm-mm. And I, mean, I, and, I, and I don't mean this lightly, but I would probably be in a padded room. And I, mean, I don't mean that lightly. I mean, all my mother did was call me fat once when I was 12, and I still have huge therapy bills. Jesus. Like, I, yeah, I, I would not be, I would not be a properly functioning member of society if that had happened to me. But they survived. So, like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, they survived, but at the same time. But also, how how must everything else in their life be in comparison? Like, oh, shit, I got fired today. But, hey. My mom, mom didn't did. cut my flesh <laughs> off. Yeah. My girlfriend broke up with me, but I didn't have to eat myself today, so. Yeah. I'd, oh. Yeah, that's got to be, like, but eight and ten. And he was eight when it happened like eight is so young and i don't understand how you could how you could do that how fucking sick you have to be for those things to go through your mind but also to carry them out like your own fucking child oh yeah and that's not postpartum depression you know what i mean like that's not you know that's Mm -hmm. Postpartum, like, postpartum murders typically are seen as quote-unquote crimes of passion, like the woman who drowned her kids in the bathtub. You know, that sort of thing is usually a, a moment of time that's a smaller amount of time, not six months of him in a cage naked and her carving his flesh off. Right. I tried to look up pictures of him now, but... I think they're hidden. Rightfully so. I wouldn't, I would not. Did you know that in, I think it's Canada, if somebody is underage and they commit a crime, um, they, when they get out or whatever, they are given a whole new, um, a whole new identity and shit. Really? Yeah. Their record isn't just cleared like it is in the U.S.? Um, I don't think it's cleared. I think they're just given, um, given a new identity. Okay, so I just Googled Andre, whatever his name is, and it took me to a Facebook profile, which is not him, but there's pictures of, what? No doubt he's changed his name. Well, these are pictures of, um, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Oof. Oh, right? I'd eat his flesh. <laughs> Metaphorically? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
yeah, sure, metaphorically, no, I would, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No? No. <laughs> I would, uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I know, I know. But, okay, so, yeah, your turn now. All right. I'm excited. A bit, a bit more succinct. Um, oh, dear, okay. What? Nothing, just, <clears throat> oh, my God. Sorry, I'm looking at pictures. I probably shouldn't be looking my at pictures. No, actually, of the the kid. I probably shouldn't be looking at pictures, but um, I will definitely have to look at pictures of Tom Hiddleston after this. <laughs> Later alone in your bathroom? Yeah. Okay, I got Kelly Cochran. Okay. Okay, serial killer. She's also known as the female psychopath, which, I mean. Yeah. Um, was she known as a female psychopath for like reading novels or you know having an orgasm no it is because she killed people and oh hey cat ass <laughs> and served them to her neighbors at a community potluck <laughs> yes <laughs> did her neighbors like put a fence like a foot over into her property or Okay, well, um, she's been convicted of two murders, and it's confessed to nine more. According to the court documents, she and her husband planned to kill one of his co-workers. The couple um, had Kelly have sex with the co-worker, and then her husband came into the room and shot the man. Um, the okay, so the, he had the wife have sex with the co-worker. Well, I don't know that he, ha I feel like it was a, they, they, they were a strong couple. I'm not going to doubt their inner couple communication skills. I'm not going to go into the problems in their marriage right now. I feel like <laughs> it's a very strong marriage. Yeah the, yeah, the couple, like, the, the couple that murders together, stays together. together. Okay, so the wife had sex with the coworker. Right, and then the husband came in in the midst of coitus. And mid shot the man. Mid oh, so he didn't even get to finish? I, no, it was mid-coitus. Aww. Um, poor guy. So they dismembered the Did victim. Did she get to finish? I think females never do, really. I mean. Speak for yourself. I mean. Um, should they fled to Michigan which I feel like is the only reason anyone should ever go to Michigan, is fleeing a murder. Where were they from originally? Um, I don't have it in here right now. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll come to it in just a minute. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, hold on just a second. I lost my place because I was look. I scrolled down to figure out where they were from. Oh, yes, this, this is where I'm at. Um, Got so it. they fled to Michigan, and when cops finally tracked her down, they couldn't find her husband. Because she killed her husband. Oh, all. she killed him? So maybe there was some issues in their marriage. Yeah. Um, she was tired of her husband and would shoot him up with heroin before strangling him. Oh, shit. So, so just a few issues, you know. 
Yeah, okay. Um, At least he got a last, uh, last dose of heroin, I guess. <laughs> um, after her conviction, she told authorities that she had killed at least nine more uh, people. And then let me get down to the fun part of cannibalism. Yeah! Okay, she apparently served the dismembered remains of one of the victims. They think it was the lover and not the husband. Mm-hmm. At a barbecue in her neighborhood. A la fried green tomatoes. Is that? Have you never seen fried green tomatoes? I haven't. I'm oh, not- I'm not into those, like, southern charming movies. It is not charming. Watch it. Okay, I'm it is. It is charming, but watch it. Oh. God, why do you have to call it charming? I only watched, um, what is it, Steel Magnolias, like, a couple months ago. And oh, was my God. Fan. And you what? I was not a fan. Really? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, Sally Field gave a good performance. I'll give her that. Like, a solidly good performance. Do I think it should be hailed as highly as it is? No. I loved it. But you need to watch Fried Green Tomatoes. It's, it's fucking good. Okay, I might watch that. Um, it is believed that she and her husband killed the other nine men um, in this same type of scenario where she would sleep with them and the husband would come in and shoot them. Mm-hmm. The brother is the one that reported that she served one of her lovers at a barbecue. Oh, my God. Family means nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she she did this across uh, four Midwest states. And, I mean, you're not going to be able to see it in the podcast, but this is her picture. And, as you can see, she has meth marks all yes. over her face. Okay, yeah. What did you she is. She's smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's real proud of herself. I mean, that barbecue was fucking delicious. I mean, I don't know. I've never had Midwestern barbecue, but it's no green top. <laughs> um, I miss green top, man. You know, good barbecue in Northwest Arkansas. Anyway, so that is her dealio. She is still in prison, um, and she got a 34-year sentence. Damn. 34, wait, 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 wait. 34 years. Because she claimed that the husband's, no, that the the lover, she only got, um, let me look it up. She didn't get murder for killing the co-worker. She got conspiracy. Okay. Right? And then they couldn't prove that she had fed on the victims or that she had fed the victims to others because it was all digested. Oh, even the bones? I mean, I guess I didn't, I assume that she didn't serve the bones. Like, well, where did the bones like, go? Femur in it. She made a barbecue. Barbecue's not supposed to stick to the bone. Yeah, but where did the bones go? I'm sure she disposed of them. And then she didn't indicate the bodies of the other nine. So the only thing she got convicted of was the murder of her husband. And she only got 34 years for that. 34 years. And they're making a documentary about her, which I think is fascinating. I will watch it. Oh, uh, for 100%. Yeah, I'll watch that. I want to watch the one, what is it, The Staircase? I want to watch that. Staircase? Yeah, it's something about, like, um, 
like the wife fell down the staircase and he says he didn't push her, but there was something there. I don't know. Anyway, it's not, not important. A Matlock episode? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm an 80-year-old woman. What's on Matlock? Um, shut up. When I was home from school as a child, I would watch Matlock all the fucking time. Matlock and Wheel of Fortune in my day was made. Oh, yeah. Y'all didn't have cable, did you? No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> There's too many of us children to have cable. You kidding? You got that only child cableness happening. Oh yeah, that's true. I did enjoy uh enjoy being an only child. Oh yeah, and you're not as fucked up really as most only children. So I mean, thank you. Thank as you. most, I mean. Yeah. Well, to be fair though, my grandmother. I was at my grandmother's most days with Preston and Will, so I did get the the sibling dynamic. Yeah, but I mean, you never locked Will or Preston in a cabinet for hours on end, so. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, also, you brought up that that the staircase, and I have my Nancy Drew books right here, okay. and I was just looking at one of them, and it's something about the staircase mystery or something. I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if it's the same thing." And it's, obviously, it's fucking not. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I don't okay. know. I haven't read that Nancy Drew, so maybe. Maybe. Okay, let me get my final plug. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening to If It's Twisted. As uh, What? I, I was trying to do like a, you know how uh, disc jockeys do like those fun sound effects? Womp, womp, womp. I was trying to do one for you with the word okay. twisted, but it turned out like shit. So, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, as always, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on the Twitter. Uh, at if it's twisted podcast. Wait, hang on. Let me make sure I got my Twitter handle right. Follow us on Twitter at if it's twisted. And as always, if there is something that you want us to discuss, you can uh, email us at if it's twisted podcast at gmail.com. Warp, warp, warp. Titties. <laughs> Don't end your podcast on titties. Oh, I'm going to end my podcast on titties.